Wednesday, May 18, 2022, here at Lawyer Talk. It is a Blitz Wednesday. That means we're going to interface with Loper and Randy over at 99.7. And for those who have been following us for the last, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years, we've been interfacing with the Blitz. We've been answering questions. It started at the studio, but then, you know, we got bored and built an entire Studio C right here at Channel 511 where we host podcasts, we perform our own podcasts, and if you have questions that you didn't get through on the Blitz that you got, uh, you just got to have answered, no big deal, go to lawyertalkpodcast.com, submit your question right there, and we'll answer it. The idea is on our Q&A series, you can submit your question, get a quick answer. You don't have to sift through all the roundtable nonsense that Norm brings. You don't have to, to, to wade through all the other content uh, to get your question answered. You can jump right to the end, and we'll answer it there. But... Most people do like the roundtable. Most people do like to listen to us babble about life, and uh, that's not going to stop either. So looks like the Blitz is ready. Here we go. All right, guys. It's time for Steve Palmer. And on the line with us here, uh, connected via the magic of the Internet, it's Steve, downtown Columbus. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing? Like a wizard, there he is. Loper's from coming Yavich off. Bomber. Loper's coming off a sad story right now. He accidentally killed a dog this weekend. Oh, really? I oh, I hate to hear that. Yeah, uh, me too. And I, uh, yeah, it happened down in Florida. We were back home for my birthday, and yeah, it, the dog darted out. There's a whole emotional thing that went along with it. I stopped, Steve. I got, I want you to know, I stopped. I was out there like 15, 20 minutes. And could not find the owner. Uh, I wasn't going to go walk up into their house or walk up to their house, but I uh, I waited and I just got to know legally I'm cleared, right? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the local laws are. I mean, I think there is a law in Ohio that if you, if you uh, hit a dog, you're supposed to make reasonable effort to try to find the owner and, and notify them. And if you did that, I think you're fine. Um, the other thing you can do is always call the authorities and, and report it. And, you know, it, it's sad. Nobody does that. On, I don't want to say nobody, but I know you wouldn't do that on purpose. So it's just, uh, right. It's oh, just man, it's a lot to things. carry too, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awful. And, uh, yeah. So you call the police. I mean, like, really? Cause I didn't know, like, if you called the police for something like that, cause that did cross my mind. I was like, is that reserved only for human tragedy? Uh, no, I think you, you, you can call the police and maybe should call the police. Um, okay. I, again, I don't know the Florida law, but in Ohio, if somebody called me in the middle of the night and said, what do I do? I'd say, make a report with the police. That way, if uh, the owners try to reach out to somebody later, they, 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 there's at least some information out there. Okay. Ooh. All yeah. right. We have a question already coming in for you, Steve. Um, did you see that one about, for, from Rob? It was his daughter's boyfriend, Rick. All right. The daughter's boyfriend is... Uh, Arrested Monday, charged with an F5 for an incident that happened a year ago. There was supposed to do a video bond hearing yesterday, but canceled it. Now they're talking about waiting until the 24th. I thought they had a 72-hour time limit to set bond and officially have the charges read. Is this the case? And if so, what can be done if it's not followed up? So I give me some more details here. So there's somebody I, I missed some of that at the beginning. There's somebody's yeah. been charged. Where's where did this happen? The dude was arrested Monday and was charged with an F five for an incident that happened a year ago. Gotcha. So, so I don't know where he was, but it was a year ago the incident happened. There was supposed to do a video. I'm reading it verbatim. Okay, there was supposed to do a video bond hearing yesterday, but canceled it. Now they're talking about waiting until the 24th. I thought they had 72 hour time limit to set bond and officially have the charges read. Is that real? 
Yeah. So here's the answer. Like so many answers, it all depends. I'd have to know the exact procedural status of the case. But it sounds to me like if this happened a year ago, then uh, now the grand jury has finally gotten around to indicting the case. And so the case has now been formally charged by way of an indictment. And uh, now that you have an indictment, it can change some of the rules. If you just get arrested a year ago, they got to drag you in and give you an initial appearance within a very short period of time. Once they indict you, you're going to be scheduled for an arraignment where you're going to enter, you'll be formally read the charges, you're going to enter a plea of not guilty, and the court at that point will address bond. Um, so it's not necessarily true that it is the you're in that 72-hour period or the other shorter time periods. Um, I'm happy to talk about the case. Give me a shout, 614-224-6142. Usually what I would do in this is I would figure out where, what county we're in, or if it's in federal court, we'd look it up that way. And that could change what we do with it and uh, how quickly we can get things scheduled. So uh, give us a shout. Happy to uh, at least look at it and uh, maybe even uh, help out legally if I can. All right, let's go to Brian. He's on on the Blitz lines here. Uh, hey, Brian, it's Loper and Randy. You're on with Steve Palmer. Go ahead. Yeah, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, man. Can you hear me? Okay, um, I got a question for you. Uh, prosecuting attorney, does it matter what county? Ooh, I guess I don't understand. Does it matter what county for the prosecuting attorney? Yeah, um, okay, the prosecuting attorney knowingly withheld evidence from the grand jury to procure an indictment. Is there anything I can do about that? Well, you got to fight the case. Here's how this works. The grand jury is a secret proceeding. It's the prosecutor's proceeding, and they can present what they want to the grand jury. They don't, you know, they don't even have to ask the defendant or the potential defendant to come testify. Some do, um, but they don't have to. And as, a, as somebody accused of a crime in, or getting accused of a crime or investigated in front of the grand jury— you don't have any right to appear. You don't. You can't just insist on appearing. And frankly, if I've represented lots and lots of people who have asked me about wanting to go testify in front of the grand jury, and I always tell them no. No, uh, you, no it's not like it's not like that. What 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 it is is um, two people were charged with the same thing. One person took took full responsibility on it. Well, uh, they charged one person, and a uh, year down the road, they she's trying to charge the second person. But like I said. Um, there was something called exculpatory evidence, yep. uh, and it was entered in, and it was, and she had to sign for this mail. So she knowingly withheld that evidence from the grand jury just to get me in front of, just to get to get me indicted. Yeah, um, so she can and, indict two people. I, look, I don't know enough about the case to give you a solid answer, right, but right. There, there's pro. It, I hate to say this, but it's probably okay what she did. It doesn't mean you get convicted of the charge later. You know they can't hide exculpatory evidence uh, once you're charged. They have to they have to give that stuff to you in discovery, and then your lawyer uh, on the defense side can present it, use it, or do whatever you can to uh, to defend the case my, with it. My, yeah, my lawyer was the one that presented it to them. Yeah, I got you. So what I'm telling you now is you've been indicted. Now now the place to go is in, you're gonna have to fight the case in front of the jury. And if you got a lawyer, man, talk to, talk to your attorney. I mean, uh, it sounds like he's on the ball here and can probably give you some answers. Didn't know if there, if there was any recourse I had. I don't want to get him in any trouble. I didn't know if I could take any recourse. I, I mean, because isn't that an ethical violation? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not hearing any ethical violations. No. Okay. Because yeah, she, like she knowingly withheld evidence, so that's not ethically violating. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she got. It sounds like the prosecutor procured an indictment. Now they have to go prove the case. 
right. So we're going to go to the text, text yeah. uh, for the next question here. All right. This guy says, I rent the lot in and out of the trailer. All right. My question is, in the year I lived at the trailer park, they have raised rent twice saying it was for repairs when they are uh, doing the community, I guess going to the community, but the raise in lot rent is permanent. Also, they're telling me what kind of animals I can have now in my home. Can they legally do this? I own the home. It's a trailer. Yeah, we need to see the lease. Um, so what uh, people own trailer, there's different ways that this works. Some people own the trailer and they buy some interest in the lot. Some people rent the, both the trailer and the lot. Some people, uh, it sounds like this one where you own the trailer but rent the lot. I would need to see the agreement on, um, on how changes and alterations have to happen. There may be a provision that permits the landlord to do this. There may not be. Um, and generally when there's a lease agreement, when there's something written in writing in order to change it, you have to also do the changes in writing and have everybody approve it. So I would start with the small print that nobody likes to read, go through it and see if what they're doing can be arguably or arguably would fit into the provisions. And if not, then you may have a claim, uh, for a breach of a contract or a, a breach of the lease agreement. Well, all right, cool. Uh, we have uh, more here uh, via text. Yeah, if you have an active warrant in another state because there's a case open against you from that state, do you have to go to that state to get a court date, or can you just get a lawyer in that state to handle it? Maybe, maybe. So here's how this works. I mean, uh, I get this call all the time. I, got a, I was down in Florida 10 years ago, and I got a warrant down there. Can you represent me? And my answer is always no. I can't practice law in Florida. Get a lawyer down there, and maybe they can approach a judge and uh, a prosecutor and try to deal with it. Or maybe the lawyer would require you to come down and deal with it face-to-face. Uh, -face. And that, I guess not the lawyer, but the judge often will do that. So I have people call me from out of state and they say, I've got an old Ohio warrant. Sometimes I can go over to court and get the warrant set aside or lifted or even get the case resolved. Other times I can't do it until the person actually comes here. It depends on a couple of things, what the charge is, if it's a felony, if it's a misdemeanor, and then how serious of a felony or misdemeanor, and then what court we're dealing with, and that is really to say what judge we're dealing with it, what judge we're dealing with, and what their standard practices are. So there's too many variables to give you a solid answer. So it's a big maybe, maybe. All right, eight two one ninety nine seven zero eight hundred eight two one ninety nine seven zero. Do you think uh, Johnny Depp's going to take this one uh, to the home? Uh, home free or what do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know the outcome yet, but I, I've got a hunch that he's going to win. Um, I watched some of this footage uh, yesterday of uh, Amber Heard testifying on cross-examination. I mean, I, I don't think Johnny Depp's lawyer did a particularly good job of cross-examining her, but I think Amber Heard, she just looks, it, it just doesn't look genuine to me. I, I mean, it look, does I'm, not. Yeah. Oh man, the internet's against her too. I mean, I, I don't know if that's just because of Johnny Depp's fame, but like in, in my opinion, I mean, I, I can't honestly look at that and believe anything she says. She just seems like somebody that is, she wants to scorn him. You know, like yeah. some women are amazing and some women just want to get you so bad. And I should say men too. I bet there's some men like this too. Yeah, it just I mean, seems it's, it's an attack. It's not an aggressive thing. It's like an antagonistic thing. And she took it too far. How she, annoying is it as an attorney when three words come out of your mouth every five seconds, the opposing attorney goes, can we approach the bench? Every time, my gosh, it was so annoying yesterday. I was like, are you joking? Like <laughs> You're constantly approaching, so we cannot get down the road on this case. Like, well, I want an answer, man. <laughs> there's, there's a couple things there. I mean, first of all, it could be that the lawyer who's objecting is just being obstructionist and over-objecting. In other words, objecting to things they really shouldn't. 
But, you know, also it could be that the lawyer asking questions isn't doing it in a way to avoid those objections. And, you know, some of the cross-examination I saw was not particularly sophisticated in that, in that way. I mean, I, it, 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 you, can, you can develop a cross-examination that, to avoid objections. And uh, quickly, if you do that, even if the other side continues to object, the judge is not going to like it. The judge is eventually going to say, listen, enough's enough. I'm letting this go and start overruling everything. Um, so it's all, you know, it's both sides of it. You, you got to You got to start with good lawyering. And then, you know, I'll say this. It's like playing pool or a, a game of billiards with somebody who's not very good. The, pay, the table gets really sloppy and it makes it you harder could- on everybody. You could on purpose know you're not going to get anywhere with a questioning, but you just want to get those first few words out so the jury hears it. Is that? Yeah, strategy? you could do that. But you know what? I don't think that's particularly okay. effective. I think it, you start to look like you're doing that and, and you know, yeah. or you look incompetent. So every time you ask a question, you get an objection. And if the, the objection is sustained, that is the judge agreed with the objection, then I, I think the jury starts to catch on that you're doing stuff as an attorney you're not supposed to do or you're incompetent and don't know how to do it right. And, hey, and, listen to Am- listen to this, uh, Steve. I have Amber Heard here getting grilled uh, in court about a late night visit from James Franco. Did you hear this? I didn't. Uh, listen to this. You changed the locks to the penthouses on May twenty second, two thousand sixteen. I attempted to. That's why you felt comfortable having James Franco over the evening of May twenty second, two thousand sixteen, Miss Heard. I do not know when James came over. Okay, let's remind you. That's you and Mr. Franco on May twenty second, two thousand sixteen, right, Miss Heard? That's correct. And you're taking him up to the penthouses, aren't you? That's where I lived, yes. And it's past 11 p.m. at night, isn't that right? I'm not quite sure of the time it looked It looked like that. Why don't we pull that video back up? 22.51, almost midnight, right? I love it. Uh, excuse me, almost 11 o'clock at night. Exactly. You knew Mr. Depp was out of town the week of May 21, 2016, didn't you? I don't know what I knew of his schedule at the time. You knew Mr. Depp was out of town on May 27th when you went to get the domestic violence restraining order. Isn't that right? I don't know if I knew that at the time. You knew, you knew Mr. Depp was heading out on a European tour that week. Isn't that right? I'm not quite sure what I understood of his schedule at that time. Mm, that seems a little That concocted. girl's good. What, what do you think about that, Steve? Uh, I think the cross-examination was sloppy, if I'm going to be perfectly oh. blunt. It, it, oh, she's okay. getting answers. She's getting equivocating answers. And she's getting equivocating answers because she's asking questions that uh, that permit it. So she could have flipped all that around. You know, you established that Amber Heard knew the schedule before you asked the questions that are relying upon her knowing the schedule. Right. Um, you set the trap. You set the trap. Yeah. And you do it in, in simple one word questions. Johnny Depp wasn't in town on this day. You don't need so to you say you knew his schedule and wasn't in town. Uh, you know, because you, then it gives them the opportunity to be like, I don't know if I knew. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if I knew his schedule. If you state the facts more, then it's the facts here. We, yeah, when this, like when this jackass showed up at your apartment, Johnny Depp was out of town. She wow. has no wiggle room on that. She did that the whole time yesterday. They're like, remember when you filed this like 50-page brief? Of the, no, I, I don't no, remember but, that. Well, but, here it is. Do you want to read from it? <laughs> So, but yet when it's something about Johnny, she remembers every single detail, you know what I mean? But she can't remember this stuff. Well, sure. And she starts to look evasive. But to deal with that, you hand her the brief first. I'm going to hand you a brief you filed on January 1, 2020. You recognize that document? Yes. That's a document you filed? Yes. Then she she doesn't have any wiggle room. You don't like you don't let her squirm like that. And and if and when she does squirm to a question that she shouldn't, I just repeat the question. Until she doesn't squirm. I don't care if she equivocates or not. 
I love it sounds it. like something dirty. I'm going to equivocate later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Palmer from Yavachi Palmer. He's my lawyer. It could be yours. And Steve, if they want to get in touch with you to get this amazing uh, legal advice off the radio, how do they do that? It's easy. 614-224-6142. Check us out at ohiolegaldefense.com or check out the podcast at lawyertalkpodcast.com. My man, Steve Palmer. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks. All right, another Blitz session. I, I, th- I love it that the Blitz is so obsessed with uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. I think that's uh, that's awesome. And, you know, it is a great exercise in trial advocacy for the lawyers out there who are, who are wanting to learn how to do it or learn not how to or learn how to not do it, rather. That's uh, a good place to go. Check it out. I, I love uh, picking apart that stuff just as a technical matter because it, it sharpens your skills. But either way, if you try to get in the Blitz today or last week or the week before, no big deal. Uh, if you couldn't, just give us a shout uh, at uh, LawyerTalkPodcast.com or look us up at LawyerTalkPodcast.com. And as always, we do provide real legal services right upstairs in the law firm, and that's simple too, 614-224-6142 or OhioLegalDefense.com. Um, so this is Lawyer Talk with the Blitz. We're going to drop it on our Q&A session, but that doesn't mean the roundtable isn't patiently waiting over there for us because we're going to hit that up next with Norm, Jared back in the <laughs> studio and Brett at Circle 270 Media. So check out all the roundtable sessions, and I'm sure, I promise, you will not be disappointed. Uh, So this has been Lawyer Talk with the Blitz, off the record on the air, at least until now.